You are listening to the For Flourishing Sake podcast by Frederica Roberts. Welcome to episode 43. Wow, this has been quite a week. Three of the four panels on the For Flourishing Sake virtual book launch extravaganza happened on Thursday, the day the book launched in Kindle format. The final panel will take place on the 21st of August when the paperback comes out. You'll find links to Thursday's panels on this episode's page on the forflourishingsake.com website. One of the issues we talked about in one of the panel discussions was cost. Too often I hear the cost argument, which goes something like this. Oh, well, that sounds great, but we just don't have the budget. I'm sure that as someone who listens to this podcast and is therefore interested in promoting the flourishing of everyone within your school community, and as an ardent advocate of positive and character education, or whatever you may call it in your school, you have heard these objections over the years too. It's true that much of positive education has sprung from prestigious independent schools such as Geelong Grammar School in Australia and Wellington College in the UK. But as Fabian de Fabiani said to me when I interviewed him for the book, if the independent sector has been doing this for the last 20 to 30 years, why can't the state sector do it too? Fabian is Director of Character Education and Wellbeing at the Odyssey Trust for Education and Assistant Head Teacher at Townley Grammar School. Townley Grammar School is a state-funded selective secondary school just outside London where costs are very high, but the school's budget does not get the inner London uplift. They developed their character education programme and policies around the belief that everyone has a fundamental right to social mobility and discovering their purpose. They then introduced the same principles adapted to the different environment to Erith School, which they renamed King Henry School as they formed the Odyssey Trust for Education. As Fabian explained when I interviewed him for the book and in the first of last week's book launch panels, it is about where your priorities lie and about being good at collaborating with others and spending your money wisely. Patrick Otley O'Connor, education consultant, leadership coach and head teacher and executive principal at North Liverpool Academy, explained that you can find cost savings in other areas and that staff will accept these if you bring them on board and they understand why certain costs have to be cut, especially if they know you will then reinvest them into structures and systems that will improve well-being. He gives a great example of this in the book. Now, you'll have to read it for yourself, though, because I wouldn't want to spoil your reading enjoyment. Cost savings can actually be achieved directly from well-being initiatives, as Dan Morrow, CEO of the Woodland Academy Trust, explains in the book. When he joined the trust, they had been losing around 40% of staff per year, which is at the top end of the normal range of staff attrition for schools in the UK. A year later, this had dropped to 4%. The Trust saved over £100,000 in recruitment costs alone last year. In the book, he explains some of the simple initiatives he has introduced to improve the well-being of staff and students in his schools. I'm sure he will talk about some more of these in the panel discussion on the 21st of August as well. Details of this will be posted on the For Flourishing Sake virtual book launch extravaganza webpage nearer the time. 
So putting well-being at the heart of education doesn't have to cost the earth, and it may even save vast sums of money in recruitment and retention, not to mention the cost related to sickness absence, especially as a high proportion of sickness absence is related to mental health issues such as anxiety, stress and depression. I hope this episode has given you some ammunition for when you hear those objections from colleagues or education leaders about positive education being too expensive. And I'd like to leave you with a final thought from Patrick Otley O'Connor. When he talked to me about his school as a loving, caring community, he added, the way we speak to each other doesn't cost a penny. Positive education is not just about new initiatives and programmes. So much of it hinges on strong, determined leadership and creating an ethos for well-being in the school. And that starts with the way you talk to your colleagues and your students and the way you look after each other as a community. Thank you for tuning in to the For Flourishing Sake podcast. If you found this episode useful, please give it a five-star rating on iTunes to help it reach more people and please spread the word. Also, if you haven't already, remember to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. For Flourishing Sake is available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Deezer. The book by the same name came out on Kindle on the 18th of June and will be out on paperback on the 21st of August. You'll find it on all the major online book retailer sites. It's jam-packed with evidence-based strategies for whole school positive education with case study examples from a wide range of schools from around the world. So why not order your Kindle copy now? or pre-order your paperback so you'll receive it as soon as it's published. If you'd like to get in touch with questions or comments, or to contribute to a future episode, please contact me via Twitter, at FlourishingEd. You can also leave comments on individual episode pages on the forflourishingsake.com website. I look forward to hearing from you, and until next time, for flourishing sake, have a great week.